Hello and welcome to the Enrest podcast with Noah James Weeb. I'm your host, Noah, and today we're going to talk about the protection that comes to us when we put our trust in Jesus. The Bible talks about over and over and over again this theme of how the name of God, the name of Jesus, protects us. And how is that? Well, we call on him and we talk to him, we use his name. In addition, when we have his name over us, we have his identity, his protection of who he is over us, his righteousness, his goodness, protecting us from the accusations and the lies and the deception and even our own mistakes, which seem to war against the identity that he has given us in Christ. In addition to that, his name is a protection for us because his name carries authority. If you do something in the name of Jesus, if you do something in the name of the Lord and you do it right, you do it in accordance with his will, in the accordance with, with the union that you have with him, then you have power, but you also have protection. It is not you who is stepping into that space. It is the name of Jesus. It isn't just you acting in accordance with your own desires and preferences. It's the, it's, it's Jesus. You are doing something in his name. I work for a university currently, and there are plenty of other places that I have worked where I have not operated just as me. I've operated as an employee, a member of another community, another organization, and I operate in its name or their name. I don't just operate as Noah. I operate as Pastor Noah or I operate as Enrollment Counselor Noah of Kingswood University or blah, 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 Baptist Church or whatever else. And that carries with it a level of authority, but it also carries protection. It's not me who's held liable if there's a mistake that takes place, whether it's my, on my own or if somebody tries to wrongfully accuse me of doing something wrong. What takes place is that the organization is not just held liable. It also takes responsibility for me and protects me because it's, I, I function as an extension of that organization, of that community, of that larger body. We're called in the Bible, the body of Christ, the church, the overall community of Christ followers is called the body of Christ, which means that he exceeds us as an extension of his, his larger organization, his larger community, his family. And so he takes ownership of us. There's this other application of the name and the protection that comes of the name, which is connected to family. This level of this, you know, the Greek word storgos, a protection, a protective love, which God extends to his people. He's protective of us. He takes care of us. The Bible says the Lord is my shepherd. Later in Psalm, uh, 30, or Psalm 23, verse 1, it says, you know, the Lord is my shepherd, I lack nothing. And then later in Psalm 23, verse 4, it says, I will fear no evil. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. A rod was like a cudgel. It was a, it was actually a thing that was used to protect sheep. In addition, the, the rod and the, and the staff together, the staff was meant to guide and protect the sheep as well. And so these items were not me, merely meant for correction and discipline. They're also meant for protecting the flock. God takes responsibility for us, for our needs. He asks us, tells us Matthew chapter six to ask for those, those things that we need, to ask for our daily bread, but then also not to worry that we're not going to get those things because we know that we can trust him. If we're seeking first his kingdom and his righteousness, we can know that he is protecting us, that he takes ownership of us, that we're not called servants only, but friends and children of God. And so we look to him and say, our father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread. Forgive us our sins as we forgive others who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. 
There's this interwovenness where we have God's interest in heart and God's interest in mind when we're talking to him. And yet at the same time, even as partners with him in his business on earth, we are also asking for his protection and his provision. And we are believing that interwoven with our commitment to proceed in accordance with his presented will to us and the expected and projected will that he communicates to us in this general revelation of the scriptures that we are woven into this this interrelational approach to living out the Christian life and we are protected. Why? Because we go under his name, our Father. It's an organizational. It is a communal. It is a collective agreement that God is our Father and he takes ownership of us and in the ways that we obey him, he also provides. He objectively provides. He unconditionally provides. Even those who make mistakes, even those part of those people who are part of his community who who sins or makes a mistake or lies to protect themselves, God protects them and provides for them. And that's not to say that those mistakes will not lead into consequences. Of course they will. But when we walk through difficult situations, whether they're our fault or they're not, God says that he is for us. And if he is for us, Romans 8, then who can be against us? And he works all things out for the good of those who love him, who are called according to his purpose. So we can trust that no matter what's going on in our life, God is protecting us. He has a storgos love and an agape love in which he has our interests in mind in terms of our provision, in terms of what we need, not always what we what we prefer or what we want, but he always provides for us as his people, especially as we trust in him and align ourselves with his interests and his righteousness, his desire for the world. So that's Matthew chapter 6 of the Let the Lord's Prayer. We kind of see that picture in Psalm 23. We see that picture. Now, kind of going back to uh, this identity, this idea of like calling on his name. You know, the Bible says in the book of Proverbs, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. There's a sense of safety that comes with the name because when we call on him, we know his, he's going to come through. Now, there are times when sometimes prayer looks like an Amazon order. We put in an order and then in five to 10 business days, we see what we would ask for come in the mail. Now, that doesn't always happen in prayer. And sometimes it takes a really long time to see the answer to our prayers. And Jesus says to keep trying, to persist in prayer. In Luke chapter 11, Jesus teaches his disciples specifically to pray and to not give up, citing the story story of the parable of a woman or a widow who goes to a judge and persistently asks for justice. And finally, out of her shameless audacity and so that she would get off of his back, the judge responds with provision. But Jesus is like, listen, if this is the way that even like non-Christian or pagan or non-Jewish or people who don't know God, if this is the way that, that heathens, people who don't know God, function with people who get on their back? How do you think your loving heavenly father is going to treat you if you persist and do not give up in what you're praying? And so he mentions a number of times that, that theme of shameless audacity. In the book of Hebrews, it talks about that we can come to him with boldness and confidence because when we go to the throne of mercy, we can find the great or throne of grace, we can find the mercy that we're looking for, his compassion poured out onto us. And so there's this belief that when we call on his name, we believe and trust that he's going to respond, which is why it's the righteous that run to it and are safe. Now, does it always mean that in our circumstances, we're going to find exactly the kind of conditions that we want? Does it always mean we're going to be protected from persecution? Does that always mean we're always going to be given every provision that we ask for? Does that mean we're always going to have our preferences met? No, it doesn't. And it doesn't mean that if we just do whatever we want, we're going to find God's protection. That doesn't mean that either. 
Now, yes, we make mistakes as we partner with God in his will. We do make mistakes when we go about his business. We do sin or have a mishap take place that, that detours us or feel, makes us feel that we're delayed in obeying his will. Maybe our fear has prevented us from obeying him fully and completely. That doesn't mean he's going to withhold his protection and provision. Of course not. In fact, quite the opposite. He has mercy on us. He does not give us the wrong things and the bad things, I should say, that we don't or that we deserve. He doesn't give us the bad things we deserve, but he does give us the things, the good things that we don't deserve, his grace. So grace means that we get good, that we don't deserve, and mercy, that we don't get the bad things that we do deserve. However, if we're going to choose to live a life outside of his perfect will for our life, we shouldn't be surprised if we fall under all kinds of trials and temptations that he never intended us for us, for, it never intended for us to experience. However, even if we are doing what God is calling us to do, of course, there's going to be challenges. We're not exempt from living in a broken, hurting world. People who live in a broken, hurting world get broken and hurt. <laughs> That's how life works. That's the order of things. But those who do run to the Father's name, those who do call on the Lord and don't depend on other people only, or don't depend on their wealth and don't depend on their influence and their reputation, their, their, their relational wealth, if you will, to protect them. Those who run to the Lord, we know that whether it's today or tomorrow or in the age to come, that he is going to come through, that he's faithful. And so we can be calm and we can be at peace because this provision is provided no matter what we know that at some point he's going to come through we know that his help is going to come through we lift our eyes up to the hills and where does my help come from my help comes from the lord the creator of heaven and earth now this creator of heaven and earth is going to return Jesus is returning to the earth to make all wrongs right and to restore the world to the condition that it was always meant to have with him. Reconciled relationship between the earth and its creator will finally be met as Jesus returns. We can have that assurance now, today. The new heaven and the new earth is on its way because Jesus is on his way. He is coming. He is coming to restore everything. However, that also means that if we have that hope, that means that there's part of our expectation for his goodness that has yet to be met. We don't hope for stuff that we already have. And so we put our hope in Jesus and that hope helps us stay secure. It helps us stay grounded and rested because we know that his promise will come true. God's provision is promised to those who proceed in his name. God's provision is promised to those who proceed in his name. If you're having a struggle or difficulty or challenge, uh, let me know. I'd love to pray for you. Throw, throw something in the comments. If you're watching this on YouTube, if you're listening on Spotify, I'd let, I encourage you to rate the podcast and also uh, maybe follow us on Instagram. Send me a, a direct message. I'd love to be praying for you and to connect with you. I also, also want to let you know that I'm starting a, pro, a coaching program in which I'm talking about how to integrate the truths that we see in the scriptures and in the gospel into our day-to-day -day life. I'd love to be a part of what God is doing in your life to help you live your best and to help implement the things that you're hearing about him, not only in this podcast, but in all the the other things that you hear about God, about the scriptures, about theology, but also about psychology and habits and, and practices that help us live the life he intended for us. So I'd love to be a part of that process for you. However, remember that no matter what situation you might be in, no matter how difficult things might seem, and no matter how, how many mistakes you've made, God's provision is promised to those who proceed in his name. So ask him to help you. Be persistent as you ask him for your, as you ask for his provision and trust that no matter what happens, he's with you. He loves you and he's for you and that if he's for you no one can really be against you not in the end 
God bless you, friends, and may you enjoy the rest of your week, your weekend, whenever you're listening to this. Enjoy the rest of your run, your drive home, or your homework. (laughs) God bless you. Jesus loves you. So do I. Have a great day. And shalom.